0: You're listening to The Send Desk Podcast, a podcast for women who are building their unique version of a vision board career. I'm your host, Laura, yoga teacher, lawyer, and online business owner, and I'll be there with you every step of the way, juggling the struggles of all things corporate and business while exploring new and smarter ways of showing up at work. Get ready to ditch the traditional route to your dream career as we expand our mindsets and go our own ways. I'm all about helping you crack the code to income in the midst of your busy work life so you can make more money and be happy while doing it. Welcome back to another episode of the Send Desk podcast. My name is Laura and I'm so excited to chat with you today. Today I have um, a special interview lined up with you and it's not just any interview. I was actually going a little bit back and forth like do we do this, do we not do this and then... Um, I decided that we definitely do this. So today I'm going to introduce you to Andreas Belioglu and Andreas is a Greek yoga teacher, he is a chicken farmer and he is also my now boyfriend and I'm really cautious of like, because I share so much about like my emotions and everything and um, I feel like there still needs to be some kind of balance as to how much of my personal life I share um, on the internet <laughs> in this day and age. But the truth is that Andreas is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to yoga and I decided like I have learned so much from him in the time that we've been together. He's given me a completely different perspective on all things yoga and daily routines and like what it actually means to live like a yoga-inspired life and how to apply all these yogic principles in our everyday life, which is what I love talking and teaching about here on the podcast. And so I figured, like, you know what? I've learned so much from him. I really want to uh, share everything that he has experienced so far in his practice, uh, give him a chance to share that with you, and give you a chance as the listener to sort of. Um, Get a different perspective on what it means to apply yoga in your everyday life. And we're going to dive specifically into a principle, or it's not really a principle, it's something in yoga philosophy that's called the Eight Limbs of Yoga. If you've like done a teacher training or you're really familiar with yoga philosophy, maybe you already know what it is. And if not, then you're really in for a ride, because when we walk you through these Eight Limbs of Yoga, it's going to give you a completely different perspective on like what it actually means to practice yoga because it's not just about stepping on your mat it's a full process and there's so much to it and I'm really excited to um, introduce you to this because it's not really something I've been talking about so much here on the podcast before. But before I bring Andreas and this interview to you, I just want to um, let you know that if you haven't already, it's time to go and download your free sleep meditation. I have recently launched a free sleep meditation that's going to help you fall asleep within minutes. The feedback that I've received on this meditation has been absolutely insane. Like some people actually missed their alarms (laughs) and woke up late for work because they were just in such a deep state of sleep, which I think is like probably. The best feedback I got on this meditation. Obviously, it's not nice to um, miss your alarm and wake up late for work. But if you're someone who's struggling with falling asleep at night or you're waking up many times during the night, you're tossing and turning, and you just want to get those eight plus hours of sleep and wake up feeling incredible, then I would definitely go and give this guided meditation a visit. I've designed everything so we're working through like all my favorite meditation techniques that are going to like help. Help you calm down. I've merged it in with some calming sleep meditation music. So it's really just such a gift. It's totally for free and you can go and download it. I will drop a link to download the sleep meditation in the description to this episode. But without further ado, let's bring Andreas onto the show.
1: Yes, Laura. <laughs>
0: yes Andreas. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay.
0: Should we switch to English? sure okay
1: i'm already switched
0: you're already switched why are you here today
1: i don't know just to have a conversation
0: (laughs) to the sand desk podcast
1: yeah yeah i have i was thinking more of it like laura's podcast
0: laura's podcast well it is just me myself and i
1: Nah, i don't i like i know you more than i know your brand and your podcast and yes everything because we went to the same yoga school so yes. uh, i met you when you were in a phase that you were uncomfortable to even be in front of the video
0: yes i remember we were talking about that yeah. you were like you should um you should like start posting more on instagram about what you do with yoga and i was like no i'm not that kind of person i can't no. do that i'm really like i don't want to put myself out there and then <laughs>
1: two months Here later i'm
0: all over the place <laughs>
1: no, yeah. it was like two years ago
0: yeah no two and two and a half years ago
1: something like I that. i think
0: no wait one and a half years ago
1: One and a half years
0: ago? Yes, yes. Ah. It was. Two and a half years ago, I think I was was just... I was actually really concerned with uh, how do I get experience as a yoga teacher? That was like my main thing. How do I get a job in a yoga studio? Because if I teach at a fancy yoga studio, that means I will have made it as a yoga teacher. That was the mindset I was in.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but it's actually the first quest that everybody... Uh, gets to when they get their yoga certification. Yeah. Or they decide they want to become a yoga teacher. Mm. Uh, they look out for more experience.
0: You need students to teach. Okay. Because you can do like three weeks of studying philosophy and uh, put your right foot there and your left hand there and everything will be fine. But like, mm-hmm. you need to go out there and learn how to actually put it into practice.
1: Nah, sure. But to can we just
0: like pause for a moment and say ne in Greek actually means yes. So most of you guys out there will be like, oh, yeah. oh when you say ne, why did you just say no to what Laura said? It actually just means yes. It's very confusing. Ne, I do it and I don't <laughs> even realize that I'm doing it. Yeah, I've started doing it as well. and Because ne in Danish means like no in a little bit of like a lazy way. So when I say ne in the middle of a Danish phone conversation, people are like, why don't you agree? <laughs> <laughs> but it just means yes.
1: Uh, last time uh, I did it unintentionally was to a girl from the Czech Republic. I yeah. did it like five times, and she was like almost upset with me. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't do it on purpose. <laughs> we were having a conversation, a conversation, and I was like, Neh.
0: Neh. and she was like, Why Looking not? At me like,
1: what is this guy even saying to me? Is he stupid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves. So it it was quite the process, the like process for you to get from the girl that wasn't comfortable to be on camera. Yes, didn't want to take the space online um, to being the person who just picks up their phone and makes a post.
0: Yeah, like the other day I was actually, I always go for a walk between working hours, like around two o'clock. I like, I I shut down my laptop and I'm like, okay, sunglasses on, let's go for a walk because it's all about like getting sunshine and moving your body. And um, I had to record a couple of stories for my Instagram with like face to camera. And I remember actually in January last year, so January 2023 i sat with my tripod and my face to face to camera and i was like recording the same sentence that obviously i'd written down and i was like okay i gotta make sure that i say it in the right order and that it sounds perfect and that my eyes are open and i smile and everything's amazing Mm -hmm. and then i've practiced that so much like i was so uncomfortable in front of a camera and then when i went for a walk friday afternoon I was like, oh, I have to do like a little mini training on my story. So I just popped my phone up in front of my face while I was walking with my bike. And I was like, da-da-da-da-da, here's what you can do when you come home from work and you're stressed (laughs) out. And there was even a guy passing me and I'm just like, I don't even care. And it's such a nice place to get to because, like, I think there's really this thing of... When you see people in public who are recording on like their phones or their videos and it's like, oh my gosh, they think they are something. (laughs) They're putting something into the social media space. And now it's like, yeah, but this is my job. This is how I make a living. So I don't care. (laughs) Like, I'm going to pop that phone up and record and then I'm going to move on with my day.
1: It's weird because I feel the same way. Like, I don't want to speak in front of a camera. Mm. I don't think it's really natural. For you. Yeah. Yes. But it's totally normal. It's more normal uh, than we actually uh, think it is. Because if you see, like, kids from 16 and all the way, I don't know how young they get phones. I think you think it's the most natural thing. They can, like, film a TikTok without (laughs) even using an uh, editing program. It's, like, amazing. They're experts. Yeah, they grew up with it. they're super comfortable in front of the camera. Yeah. Uh, But I don't know. For me, it's still a little bit weird.
0: Yeah. I think, like, for me, it really took some practice. I can still have days where I'm, like, okay, I have to record this, like, sun salutation on a camera, and I have to, like, okay, make sure everything's working, sit down, smile, and be, like... once Once I look through the video, I'm, like, oh, my gosh, it looks so awkward, but I think we just have this feeling about ourselves like seeing yourself on camera even hearing your own voice in a podcast or a recording is not comfortable but the more you do it the easier it gets and Mm -hmm. um there's really i think for me like carmen our yoga teacher for instance she she said to me all the way at the beginning she was like record your own meditations record yourself going through the body scan and shavasana and and listen to it when you lie there and having your own voice in your headphones it's At the beginning it's really uncomfortable and you just want to escape it but it's like with any other yoga practice like okay maybe if i just stay here and i just breathe through it and i find a little bit of compassion for my own voice and like i don't know how much like hateful speech you would have (laughs) inside your head but for me it was really like oh my gosh laura your voice sounds horrible who do you even think you are talking about this i would have this dialogue with myself going through my head as i was listening to it and the more I've done it, the easier it gets, like, I will obviously have to, like, go through this podcast episode and edit it, and I can do that in an hour now without being like, oh my gosh, I hate myself, and <laughs> it sounds so stupid, but, but that's been a whole process, I think now we're up to, I don't know, almost 70 episodes on the Desk podcast, so it's like, the wow. first one was difficult, and this is a little bit easier.
1: Eh, I'm sure you're going to reach 200,000 episodes. We will and never e- stop. Not even realize like
0: it. <laughs> yeah, but I've heard a lot of podcast hosts also talk about this. That it's like, if you scroll back to the first episode, it's like a different person speaking. Oh, yeah. And I would like, I think I'm never going to go back and actually listen to oh, yeah, what it oh, sounded yeah. like. Uh, because I remember sitting in my couch in Copenhagen, like one big excuse for myself. Like, who's even going to listen to this? And... Now we're just sitting here on a Sunday morning having our coffee and like, okay, let's pop the microphone, open and talk a little bit.
1: And have a conversation.
0: Yeah. And I've actually been thinking that like there are a lot of people who always need to have something in their ears, that it's maybe also related to the discomfort of being alone with your own thoughts. You Mm. think?
1: It's surely a distraction. (laughs) I mean, if you listen to music, there's also a movie that's called uh, Baby Driver. And it's this young guy that always has to have music playing in his ears while he drives. He's the... Like you. He's like uh, <laughs> uh, He's a member of a gang that uh, does bank robberies. And they describe exactly that thing, the inner dialogue, what's going on in his mind. And when he puts on his headphones and listens to his music, He can zone out and perform because that's when he drives, when he listens to the music and perform to get into what athletes call that flow state Mm. and do his thing.
0: And you think it's the same with music and just listening to like a basic conversation of people just hanging out basically?
1: Well, for me... uh, I can do things at the same time comfortably. And especially when I have to do mundane things like cleaning the house. Like
0: maybe you want to share a little bit about the work that you do every
1: day. (laughs) The work that I do every day.
0: Yeah, like there are some mundane tasks there as well. And then you come home from work and you're like, I heard this on a podcast today. And I'm like, when did you have time to like listen to three chapters of the Bhagavad Gita? (laughs) Because your work is very different from mine. Yeah. Yeah how do we explain this it's a little bit
1: (laughs) to unpack but let me take it step by step uh, well what i do is i am a chicken farmer
0: <laughs> yes you're a chicken farmer and you even signed up to my new as, <laughs> as a chicken farmer and i didn't know because to to me it just came through as andreas and then you showed me that every time i have i send out a personalized email it says the name it's like your emails come through as like hey chicken farmer so this week there's a new yeah. episode on the podcast blah 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 blah
1: it's <laughs> funny so let me unpack this So I'm a chicken farmer, Mm -hmm. Uh, my mother is also a chicken farmer Mm -hmm. and my sister is also a chicken farmer.
0: Your entire family is a chicken farmer.
1: (laughs) My grandmother and granddad used to be chicken farmers, Mm -hmm. my uncles are chicken farmers (laughs) and uh, my whole life uh, I have been around uh, farms and uh, chicken products and the different stages that it goes through in order to finally reach your table so what we do now is uh, we raise chicken the The day they break out of their shell they come to us and we raise them up until they are uh, in what the market demands and then we sell them uh, through our chicken stores, <laughs> mm-hmm. we have two chicken stores, and uh, one is a, like a traditional shop that is here in Pania and the other one is a mobile chicken shop, butcher shop, mm. that my sister and my mom take to the farmers market from Wednesday to Saturday, all around Athens. All around Athens. Yeah. Yes, it's uh, it's a tough job what they do it is when you have your own business Mm. uh, yes i could just say that i'm an entrepreneur i'm a business owner but that doesn't give you any information about actually what i do that's why i try to unpack it from that way that i am a chicken farmer and i sell chicken and what i actually do when i go to work looks different every day Mm. there are some staple things uh, like cleaning up and making sure that everything is as it's supposed to be because we handle things that could potentially be dangerous for ourselves and for people
0: yeah for the health it's like it's food yeah (laughs) (laughs) and um like, we had this conversation where I was like, ah, oh, do you really need to go to the store on a Sunday? Like, I just want to go to the beach. And you were like, Laura, you have an online business. Do your products go green? <laughs> you don't care, <get laughs> like, I want to take care of them. And I'm like, no, for free to flourish can, like, exist until, like, whenever it's not, like, it goes bad. So there are definitely some, some different challenges that you have to move through that I've not even, like, wrapped my head around. Like, why is that necessary? But yeah, obviously... Yeah, so th-
1: <laughs> what I do... Uh, I take up a lot of different roles every day mm. when I go to work.
0: That's essentially what it's like to be a business owner, right? Whether you're selling chicken or you're in the online space or you're your own lawyer or something. It's like when you're not just an employee, there's so many like different hats you got to put on and you just got to like power through and carry on with it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you have 10 employees.
0: Yeah. And you can ask them to do it. Yeah. Yeah okay but so enough about chicken because it's not really a chicken podcast but i think still there's (laughs) some um, some interesting aspects in this because we've both practiced yoga for quite some time and it's become like our lifestyle essentially and i've always been really curious for like okay we sit there and we read all the scriptures and we do the postures and everything and it's very like Sin when you're in the space but then we got to go out and put our business owner hats on or the lawyer head or the chicken farmer head on and it's like okay so all the challenges that we face every day how do we how do we move through them in like the most graceful and peaceful way with what we've learned from our yoga practice
1: well one thing that you will get if you are mindful with your practice is that Every time something happens and every time you do something, you get the chance to observe Mm. what you just did. That could be the way you go down the stairs. And if your knee is off, it's off for some reason. It could be the intention you have in your head when you perform an act of service. For me, it could be when I make... uh, the food that I'm going to sell to people, I can be in the right space to not contaminate, let's say, what I'm doing and offer that. And even in your thought pattern, I mean, you can catch yourself being mad for no reason.
0: Mm. Like when a mad customer comes in. Do you have that? Most of your customers are pretty nice, aren't they?
1: They're pretty chill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're usually not in a hurry.
0: Yeah. I feel like all your customers come into the store and, like, you have a chat for 20 minutes and then they're out. It's not like a bakery where everything's, like, and stressful. And mm-hmm. it's, like, already the vibe from that work is pretty down-to-earth. But still, if you have a million things you got to take care of and you have some really chatty customers, it's like, how do you cut this one off in a nice way?
1: In a nice way. In a nice way. You can. You can... Uh, You can cut it off in a nice way. Mm. People, if you try to get the message across, Mm. people usually understand. Most likely when people are stuck in conversations or they're in in a hurry and they hesitate to say that they are in a hurry, uh, they don't get that message across. They don't communicate with their body or with their words what they truly want to say. Mm. So they're stuck. (laughs) <laughs> and that's also something that it uh, gets talked about in the practice how so like speaking speaking truth the truth yeah and, uh, and telling what's actually going on in your head
0: yeah and that i really like that example because i always feel like if i hear in a yoga practice or in a meditation mm-hmm. it's like Today is all about like speaking your truth, and it can sound like really fluffy and out there, and like okay, but how exactly am I going to do that? Does that mean I have to change my entire life? But really, you can take it down on such a it's not, practical you, level.
1: You don't have to speak your truth in terms of your deepest, darkest secret mm. at that moment. You could practice speaking your truth uh, when you when you have two things in the supermarket you're really in a hurry and you might say to the guy in front of you can i please go i'm really in a hurry and not stay behind him frustrated for not offering you his spot (laughs) before he scans his 40 50 things
0: (laughs) that's a really practical example that's a way you can speak your truth on a day-to-day basis Yeah, yeah i love that yeah I think I usually find myself in that supermarket line. Like, I actually had it the other day. Uh,
1: and, w- like, if you... Sorry. No, it's fine.
0: On. It Like, I I was just... I had, like, ten things in the basket. And there was a an old couple in front of me. And they had one of those, you know, wagons with, <laughs> like, Four. a mountain on top. And the checkouts in the supermarkets here in Greece, they're very cute. They're very local. They're very, like, chatty and everything. But... They're not efficient.
1: Except Lidl.
0: Yeah, but I didn't go to Lidl <laughs> with German efficiency. But like, this was like the traditional A. B. Greek supermarket, and I was like, it's fine. I'll just stand here and wait. But I sh- like I could have politely asked and spoken my truth, but I didn't at the moment. But now I think I'm definitely going to think about it the next time I go to the supermarket.
1: Uh, yeah, you could do it in a like in a different setting if you don't want to be confrontational with someone. Mm. Like let's say it's your boss, and he wants you to do something, but you don't agree with whatever the f- whatever he's asking you to do. You can tell him, "I will do what you want, but my opinion is X, Y, and Z."
0: Yeah,
1: and then proceed with. Like, no negativity towards him. Like, don't say it in a spiteful way. You know, (laughs) I have a different opinion. (laughs) But I'm going to do what you ask. No. Yeah. Just like, okay, that's what you want. Okay, you're my boss. I understand the dynamics here. But if I could share my opinion, and this is what I think. And go through. And do what you were asked to do.
0: Mm. I think that's a great example and a great way of like speaking your truth in the office because, like, chances are if you if you say it in that way where it's not like offensive or like I know better than you even though I'm like 20 years younger and don't really have the same amount of experience, it's like, wow, okay, maybe your manager's like I hadn't even thought about it that way. Maybe we could do it, but there might be that tension in, in, at the beginning where it's like. We always used to do it this way, so why do you come up with this? But as long as we can stay in that sort of like peaceful way of communicating without like being attached to like, we have to do it my way.
1: There's a caveat. Tell me. Your body language will speak before you.
0: <laughs> so, what do we have to be mindful of before we challenge our managers like this?
1: What you have to do, the work, you can't just say the words. The words are not gonna sound correctly if they come from a place uh, that's not good so
0: if you have that resentment inside but you're, you're like okay I listened to this on the podcast the other day so now I'm gonna like try and say it in a nice way but still your body language is so like almost ready to fight
1: your body language is going to convey exactly what uh, what you're saying and if, and people pick up on that even if you Uh, Even if they don't acknowledge it, Mm. like, consciously... if they subconsciously observe your body language. Yeah. Um, So you have to actually work with it yourself. And you might not be able to say something the first ten times, because you would have to internalize... Uh, what emotions come up when your boss asks you to do something? You might feel the resentment and you'll be like, okay. But if you work with that and figure out what's bothering you, is it like you're so determined to the mission that you want to make the most optimum, optimum decision and you feel like you know better than your boss? Not likely. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have some kind of problem when people sound like they boss you around? Maybe. Mm. It's different for everybody. Yeah. You have to find out what's triggering you. And uh, usually you develop that uh, with yoga.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because it sounds it sounds so easy to be like okay, but then I'm just gonna like remember this the next time I'm having a discussion with my manager. But really, it's not something like if you're already annoyed and if your body is already already like pumped, there's no way that you're gonna remind yourself that like oh, okay, wait a moment, I need to speak my truth. But it's 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 kind of like a skill that you develop through your practice. That like even the the thing of being aware of your body language when you're having like uncomfortable conversations or maybe you're doing a presentation or something like that if you like i have some girls that come to me and they say like Laura i feel like my 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 head and my body they're so disconnected it's like there is no mm-hmm. there's no message being sent one way or the other like if i'm stressed out everything's going on in my head and i have no control whatsoever of what's going on in my body and that's really the connection that we work in yoga to establish and like slowly bit by bit it's like wait a moment i could actually notice what kind of messages were coming out through my body as i was describing this that or the other or having this conversation but it's it's not that okay just because you went to a yoga class on a tuesday afternoon then you're magically cured and every time you have a difficult conversation it's going to be uh, super simple it's like something that you continuously practice
1: yeah, but at the same time, it's something super simple. Yeah. Because, uh, if you keep practicing, the on, uh, what you're going to do is elevate your internal state, and if okay, you what does that what does it mean to elevate your internal state? Sorry, that was <laughs> a bit mad. Uh, That means that you're gonna start feeling better. Yeah, within your body, within your mind, and with what you do. And if you can actually pay attention only to that, and everything else will come, you'll start uh, being more confident, uh, you ha- you're going to start speaking more confidently, you're going to uh, be more beautiful, and everything is going to come to you. Mm. just by paying attention to that you don't have to pay attention to your body language if you feel better Mm -hmm. on the inside Mm -hmm. then your body language is gonna change automatically
0: but how have you seen that in your own life as you started to practice like can, can you tell a difference from like before you were practicing that like maybe you didn't feel as Beautiful, confident in your body. And now suddenly it's like maybe you find yourself in a situation that you've been in before you started practicing. And it's like, wow, I just moved through this like it's not a big deal.
1: If you practice, you get more accustomed to feeling discomfort. And discomfort in your everyday life can come from many ways. Mm. You can feel discomfort in a conversation And uh, if you have practiced and you have endured, let's say, some difficult questions inside the meditation and that caused you anxiety, and if you sit with that anxiety and make peace with it, then when something happens in your everyday life, you're going to be more prepared to deal with it. Mm. Uh, The fact that you become stronger also really helps, physically stronger. It's strongly correlated with how confident you feel, Mm. especially in men.
0: I think it's the same in women. Maybe it's a little bit more for men. I don't know. But, like, I felt that, too.
1: You know, there's, like, if you take a picture of Aquaman... (laughs) There's no guy who doesn't want to look like
0: that. (laughs) What does Aquaman look like? Come on. I don't know. I live in my little unicorn bubble. (laughs) Well, like a superhero. Like a superhero. Like Like the Hulk or a little bit less? No,
1: the Hulk is a monster. Okay. The Hulk is too much.
0: So Aquaman looks good, like Action Man. And all men want to look like that.
1: No, imagine Action (laughs) Man with a beard and and long hair.
0: Okay. Like a surfer version of Action Man. And... Okay, tanned. Wow. <laughs> okay.
1: And I, um, if you show a picture from uh, Scarlett Johansson, mm-hmm. I think not all women want to look like her.
0: No, she's, like, considered a little bit chubby, isn't she? Uh, sorry, quite, that, that's not quite, my opinion. I but.
1: think she's quite fit. <laughs> yeah? No. But it's she's, like, like she's she has like
0: curves s- and yeah arms and but she's not like the okay maybe i'm like 10 years behind here but i'm thinking like everyone in the like actress space are like i want to be as as skinny as kira knightley for instance who's like yeah but scarlett johansson actually looks healthy
1: yeah 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 she she has big thighs (laughs) (laughs) which is a good thing
0: (laughs) yeah but so okay so it you get stronger through your practice, you end up looking like Ackerman or Scarlett Johansson and then everything's amazing. No. It's a part of the puzzle, right? Because you can yeah. look amazing and feel strong and everything, but if your mind is still like a rat hole, then we haven't really fulfilled the like the entire circle of what it means to be a yogi like I I started out that way I started like doing like heavy cardio and fitness classes and all that kind of stuff and my mind was a mess
1: there's a process I think that you have to work the things at and you can see it in the eight limbs of yoga it's laid out you have to first work with the discipl- disciplining your mind
0: what are the eight limbs of yoga just to like get everyone up to speed
1: well first of all you have to start with the yamas and the niyamas which are like which are essentially telling you how how you should think and how you should conduct yourself
0: yeah it's like moral principles of Behaviour towards yourself and society, right? Exactly. Yeah.
1: Don't steal. Mm. Uh, Be cleanly in your mind and in your your body. Speak (laughs) your
0: truth or don't lie. Yeah. Something like that.
1: Don't be violent. Yeah. You know, uh, non-violent towards yourself and others. And then you get into the body. Mm. Then you get into the asanas because it's actually... It's very simple to learn how to control your body, because you can see and feel everything. Right palm there, left heel there, pelvis down. It's very simple. So And that will give you a healthy body, is uh, going to help you uh, feel better, and then you get into the breathing. Mm. And the breath is, uh, is very important. If you learn how to breathe and take control of your breath, then it's a tool that can help you affect your mental state instantly mm. in whatever you do. Uh, in your athletical pursuits, in your conversations, in your panic attack, if you take control of that, then you take control of the state of your mind and your body
0: mm it's quite impressive like how fast you can actually get to this yes like we had we we've been talking quite a lot about uh Breathing through the mouth and breathing through the nose because we're quite geeky when when it comes to breath stuff and and we'd had this conversation like I've recently joined a new gym here in in uh, Greece and uh, and I never really liked running and you you told me like oh I like you also don't like running but you were like okay I've started doing this thing when I breathe where I I breathe in through my nose like obviously we want to breathe more through yeah. the nose than through the mouth and then I count. Four steps, like left, right, left, right on an inhale and left, right, left, right on an exhale.
1: The other way around.
0: Right, left, right, left.
1: You want to exhale a little bit more A little bit than more. you inhale.
0: Okay, but so like really focusing on the breath as you run. And I went to a workout at the gym the other day and we had to do like, I don't know, six laps of like 400 meter runs. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, kill me. And it's uphill and I basically haven't been running forever. But I'm still in a pretty good shape and everything. And then that idea of the breath just popped into my head. And I was like, okay, let me actually try that tip you gave me with like breathing in and counting my steps and breathing out. And it was like something insane happened with my cardio, I guess it is. Yeah.
1: And if you, in that situation, well, the breathing protocol is like a way to offload more carbon dioxide from your body Mm -hmm. because you exhale a little bit more than you inhale you take this big breath and you take the bigger exhale because you want to lower your heart rate and at the same time like um, put out as much co2 as you can yeah but it also if you pay attention to your breath it disconnects you from your body
0: it disconnects you yes
1: because you don't feel your knees, let's say, so much. You yeah, don't didn't feel the you're pain. You're inside so much. your head paying attention to that. Yeah. And you don't allow other feedback to come in. You don't allow, let's be a little bit more specific, you don't allow that voice that most people have. And telling them to stop for some reason
0: that's exactly what I noticed that like usually I would be because we were running uphill and we were doing like heavy weighted lunges in between I was like oh this is awful actually Mm. and because I was so focused on using my breath as Mm -hmm. like the direction to like okay I just I kind of got to survive this workout. Man, like the, this the, work. the, the 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 voice that normally pops up in my head when I'm running, that's like, oh, Laura, this is horrible. You're out of breath. Like everything. <laughs> it's like, oh, can we just like stop and walk? That voice just didn't even come through because I was so laser focused on breathing out, uh, breathing in and out through my nose and, and just being in the moment. And, and that's a type of like almost meditation through the breath and through exercise that I haven't haven't entered that state really before, but I was um, I was really pleasantly surprised with how comfortable it could suddenly be to run. Like that doesn't mean I would run a marathon like this because that's not for me. But it, using the breath as a tool to like keep you somehow comfortable in a situation like running that's uncomfortable for me, that was that was really like oh okay <laughs> I gotta focus even more on my breath when I exercise.
1: And after that, Mm. you try to concentrate your mind.
0: Are you moving on in the eight limbs? Mm -hmm. So to Pratyahara, which means like controlling Controlling the senses. The senses, yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know, for me, that one always felt a little bit like, what does that actually mean? Because the way we were presented to Pratyahara. yeah, but the way we were presented to it, or like the first example I had of it was like doing a yoga class with a blindfold, like, like cutting out the sense of your, or the sense of sight, and then having to tap into other senses like especially the sense of touch like where are my feet on the mat and what kind of sounds do i hear around Mm. me i really have to pay attention to the voice of my teacher but that's not like that's a type of controlling your senses but i would assume
1: it's way more difficult yes because it's much more than that an example i've heard of pratyahara is looking at a sunset. And actually not thinking, oh, this is a beautiful sunset.
0: (laughs) Because everyone will be like that, stating it three times, getting their phones out, taking a picture of it. That's not Pratyahara during the sunset. Even that thought (laughs) of
1: expressing your admiration towards it and its magnificent beauty, Mm. that's not controlling your senses. Mm. You should just think, this is a sunset.
0: And then you'll be in Pratyahara that's a good example but so difficult to achieve yeah yeah and like maybe can you
1: can you look at a puppy and say oh that's a puppy that's a puppy and not go like oh my god
0: (laughs) 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 okay but those are great examples or like drinking your coffee and being like
1: this, this is, is coffee. coffee.
0: <laughs> this is not like uh, it's a little too cold. It's a little too hot. Oh my gosh! it's the first sip in the morning. I just love it. It's just that. It's just coffee. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna try to do that a little bit more. I think.
1: Well, it's a difficult task.
0: It is. Yes. And then after Pratyahara, we have three more, which I always like mix up because they kind of like the same, and they're not like if there are any like yoga experts listening they'll be like laura you don't know what you're talking about because they're not the same but they're very like difficult concepts to understand i would say
1: well it's the uh it's uh, the process of trying to concentrate yes and then actually concentrating and reaching the state of meditation yes and after that uh, i think they're talking um uh, they're talking about samadhi Mm. which is a state that i'm not uh, well equipped to describe (laughs) i've heard teachers talk about it it's um it's a state of being and not being at the same time
0: yeah and i think even if you come out of a meditation and you say i reached the state of samadhi just the fact that you say that means that you didn't reach it
1: supposedly i think you wouldn't know
0: Mm. You'll be so, like, dissolved in your meditation. That
1: I, I, I don't really know. I don't want to get ahead of myself.
0: No. But I think, like, the times that I feel like I've re- really gone through this entire circle of, like, okay, I'm conducting myself in a way that's, like, morally acceptable for myself, for the people around me. I've moved my body. I've connected with my breath. I'm controlling my senses. I'm concentrating. I'm meditating. I think I remember, like... On the top of my head, like, one time where I sat in a meditation where I kind of, like, felt like I flew (laughs) flew off the mat. Mm -hmm. And, like, I really lifted myself, but I was so aware that that was going on. But at the same time, it was really, like, I don't know if that's what it feels like to do (laughs) drugs or something. I feel like that might be kind of, like, the state that they're referring to, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't want to begin to describe it. No. No, it's not something I know true to my heart
0: no mm. it's okay but we've gone through like what it means and it's kind of a process i feel like every time i come back to these concepts of the eight limbs it's like oh yeah it's not that complex actually like i know what i gotta do to calm myself calm my mind my body my nervous system and just feel better
1: it's concepts a uh, yoga's concepts and what this practice and this technology does uh, is not some secret no it's not some profound thing that people discovered there's many names for these practices it's just um it's just concise and it's beautifully put together and you don't have to like I like I'm okay with people just picking apart and cherry picking what they like f- mm. from it because there's so much to gain anyway. Yeah. So if, for example, you would just like decide to only do the breathing exercises or the pranayama,
0: which means breath control, basically.
1: Uh, it it would be amazing. Mm. It would be great for you.
0: And I think that's the whole point that is like you can definitely like get into the state of yoga without having to like go through all eight practices. These are like a very like th- this is how it's described in the philosophy, that this is how you really like reach that state of samadhi of like pure bliss and everything. but just like picking bits and pieces of those concepts of it and applying it in your everyday life, you're already going to feel the benefits.
1: I think it's that also people changed. I mean, uh, older people would used to follow a tradition and go through the laid out steps and uh, follow a teacher, whereas modern people have the capacity to grow faster mm. and they want to and. Most people want to optimize things and want to know what works and what doesn't and what's worth, worth their time. And they want to personalize what they do to themselves. I mean, I tailor what, uh, what I do with my body, with my mind, with my breath, to what I want, what mm. I like, what I need. Like I also want to experience this modern world so I can't stay, like, stuck in some principle a guy 3,000 years ago <laughs> wanted to live by. <laughs> <No>. Sorry. <laughs> it's, just,
0: it's just not going to cut it in, the, <laughs> in yeah. the modern day and age, is it? Yeah. But we have so much knowledge today that it's like all these people did the groundwork so that means that we know like the benefits of doing one specific type of breathing exercise and we know that if we do that for three minutes we're already going to feel the benefits. We don't have to like go and hide in a cave on some mountain (laughs) before we figure out what's really what's really working.
1: It's not difficult to do yoga all day.
0: No, but I think when you say that, you got to keep in mind that you know a lot about it. You've studied it a lot. You've, like, you had a super consistent practice from the moment you started. You showed up for a class every day at, what, eight or nine o'clock in the morning, six days a week, and you practiced with an experienced teacher. Mm -hmm. you took a teacher training you kept applying the principles to your own life and that brings you to a state today where you're able to say it's not that difficult you know you can just do whatever but it comes with a certain like like you need to to uh, you don't need to but it helps to put in the effort and consistency and taking the time to sit down and learn what is this practice actually about because then you, you learn through your practice what are the things I like, what things are helpful to me, and how can I put it together in a way that benefits me faster than, like, I always need to do 90 minutes of one specific sequence because otherwise I can't go on with my day. Like, that's just not a vibe if you're living a, no. a busy life and, like, you have your own business or you have a, a like, stressful job.
1: Well, I guess it, it could be, but you have to find that out. Mm. It doesn't have to be yoga.
0: No. What else could it be?
1: It has, but it has to be something. Mm. Something that you do to cultivate physical health. Something to uh, cultivate mental health. It, It has to be something. Yoga happens to be what I like what you like Mm. what brought us together Mm. and uh, it works for a lot of people as well but it's very important to do something
0: something you enjoy like something where it's not like really difficult to pick yourself up and go if it's something that you hate then like for instance for me running i don't want to run so that's why i don't go for four runs every week because it would like I would have to argue so much with myself, but getting on my yoga mat or doing like a twenty minute cardio hit workout like we did this morning, that's not an issue for me at all because I enjoy it through the process and I think that's just so important that it feels sustainable and that it it doesn't always have to feel amazing, but at least that you're not in like one hundred percent discomfort as you move through your practice because then the, the barrier is really high to get in every time.
1: Yeah, it has to be, has to have a low entry point. Mm. I agree with that.
0: Have you felt um, a switch in, like, especially when it comes to, like, workouts and yoga and something where it requires a little bit more of your body? If you're at the beginning of your journey, usually it's like, oh, I can't be bothered, I don't have energy, it's too tough, I'm too tired, da-da-da-da-da. And then, like, I noticed in my with my workouts before even I started practicing yoga that something like flipped in my mind and I was like, I don't need to have those mm. discussions with myself anymore because it was like I had elevated my my internal physical health, state. yeah, my internal state to to a state where it's like I actually I enjoy it while I do it, I enjoy it afterwards, and now it's just in my routine.
1: I think for me I ran out of excuses. <laughs> <laughs> Because I I went through all the excuses with myself. Oh, I need to do this much amount in order to have an outcome. Oh, this is all the excuses.
0: So like you would be like, if I don't have time to say work out three times per week and I can only make it two times and I already missed the first two times this week, Mm. then it doesn't even matter because I'm I'm not going to get any outcome anyway. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. How did you move past, like, all these excuses? And, like, I think now we just talked about how you showed up two years in a row for consistent morning practice at eight, nine o'clock, six days a week. How did you pull yourself up to do something like that?
1: I stopped thinking so much about it. You just did it. I always had that voice in my head that said what what I should do.
0: What did it say?
1: That I should go.
0: That you should go? Mm. Okay.
1: And uh, initially, you always know what you should do, but then you fight with yourself and you try to talk yourself out of it Mm. for whatever reason, because you're insecure, because you're tired, because whatsoever. But usually, that first thought, like, "Oh, I should do this. You go do it without thinking about it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just cut out all the noise and excuses.
1: You can start thinking about it again when you actually started doing it. Mm. So if you struggle to work out, just go work out. And you're allowed to think about how miserable you are while you work out. (laughs) (laughs) And I promise you (laughs) at the end you're not going to feel miserable.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Uh, Like, you're you're never going to regret actually having showed up, even though it wasn't, like, the best workout or the best practice or the best meditation. Like, just the fact that you went and did something is better than, like, that feeling of being, like, a couch potato the whole day that's, like, stuck in comparison and stuck in, like, whatever negative thought pattern is going
1: on. Now it changes. Uh, 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 Now... I'm in a phase where I, throughout my whole day, I will do something. Like every time I go down the stairs, I do a pull-up.
0: Really? Yeah. In the chicken store? Yes. Where do you do a pull-up?
1: At the stairs. I grab myself on the stairs and I pull myself up. Okay. Okay. Just one example. Yeah.
0: Do you want to explain like a little bit? Like I always find it super interesting to talk about routines and like how we can bring all these practices into an everyday busy day. Like you say, you do a pull up every day. But like what does a normal day look like for you when you like you want to do all these things, but you also have a business that requires your attention like (laughs) basically 24-7?
1: There's always time yes if you if you have an intention or if you have a i i like to work more intuitively than planning out things
0: intuitively no yeah, I think that's where we i don't know i would say complement each other pretty well
1: <laughs> or drive each other crazy
0: yes yeah because mostly <laughs> I
1: drive crazy you.
0: You drive me crazy? No, I think I drive you crazy, too, because I think most people on this podcast know that I'm like all about planning and routines and like if it's not in the routine, it's not going to happen. And you need to know this, that and the other. And like, obviously, what I've learned from living with you and practicing with you and all of this is like, okay, maybe there's maybe there's some beauty to like just going with the flow, which is quite yogic. But I've just I think I've not been able to do that
1: on my own. Uh, you could A very easy thing that people could do is have this concept of those exercise snacks. What's that? It's like you can do 50 push-ups every day scattered throughout your day mm. and it will never feel like you actually worked out, but you would have done 50 push-ups.
0: Every day? Yeah. Do you actually do that? Yeah. Do you get to do 50 push-ups every day?
1: Well, mm. I, the problem with my work is that I carry around things all the time.
0: Yeah, your work is physical. Nah. Yeah, no, nah, that's, that's where it was again.
1: I have to have a balance. <laughs> yeah, with what I do. Yeah, I can't just exhaust myself and go kill myself in a workout because it's gonna feel horrible <laughs> for the next day at work. <laughs> yeah, and it's going to damage my body if I do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you have, I would say, you have quite a sustainable approach to it like completely different from how I do it because I'm like obviously sitting down like 8 plus hours a day which is very different from your work day. Mm. Um but where I'm probably more like okay I need to like move my body as one of the first things I do in the morning because I know I'm going to sit down. You're more into like preferring rest in the morning because you know you're basically going to move your body 8 hours straight.
1: Well, this week I tried to uh, do, like, something related to cardio right, right as I wake up.
0: Yeah. Like biking. Biking. Cardio hit workout. Yeah. What else have you done?
1: Just those two things. Those
0: two things. Yeah. Mm.
1: And it feels good. Yeah. And I also try to do a small workout, what I do, like 100 squats, some 40, 60 push-ups, some pull-ups, and some farmer's carries.
0: What's a farmer's carry?
1: It's where you carry something heavy with one arm and walk around.
0: Ah, yeah. Okay.
1: And that's that's enough. That That could take like 30, 20, 30 minutes or an hour. Yeah. And it could be done, mm. and it's a pretty solid workout.
0: Yeah, and you don't wake up the next day feeling like you've completely smashed your body.
1: No, no, No. I'm actually I don't really like that. No. And uh, for myself, I can work. I can work with that. And uh, I, I think it's really important for people not to feel shor- sore. Mm. Yeah. Especially in the beginning. Because there's a certain despair that you feel when you are not trained. You go, you train, you feel horrible while you train. (laughs) And then you feel horrible for the next three days. It takes up a lot of energy to go and do that again. Yeah. But if you come and you feel great and you feel energized after the workout, and the next day you might feel slightly sore, uh, then you're going to get back to it yeah. more easily.
0: Yeah. Mm. I like that approach.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's like you don't have to do the full astanga series. You can just do three sun salutations. Mm. It's great for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just that. A little bit. Thank you for sharing all your um, wisdom that you've learned in your practice from your teachers, from showing up consistently on your mat.
1: It was nice being here.
0: It was nice having you here. I think you'll be back on the podcast soon. Great. Holy moly, what an episode. I hope that you got something valuable from it. And before you go, I just have one little piece of news that I wanted to share with you. Because I have just released my 30-minute meditation to help you fall asleep within minutes. This is the must-have meditation to getting an extra hour of sleep every night. And this meditation is perfect for you if you're looking for a full 8 plus hours of sleep every night. So you can learn exactly how to switch off your racing mind and wake up. with incredible amounts of energy and crush it at work inside this meditation i have gathered all my favorite meditation techniques in one place so you can fall asleep within minutes i will drop a link in the description to this episode for you to download the sleep meditation and you're more than welcome to reach out to me on instagram at many by laura and tell me how this works out for you